it's Thursday, the 27th of May, 2021. Welcome to your Mentored Briefing, the business headlines you need to know delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, the head of the Future Fund warns the good times might be over for investors. Plus, another six cases of COVID in Melbourne triggers travel warnings and potentially lockdowns. The Senate inquiry into Aussie Post calls on the PM to apologise to the former CEO. And Australia's biggest private hospital group spends more than $3 billion in the UK. Our lead story today, the Chief Executive of the $179 billion Future Fund, Raphael Arndt, yesterday warned that a potential rise in inflation was a risk to financial markets, and rising interest rates would make it more difficult to generate returns. He said if prices started to rise and governments and central banks didn't unwind their stimulatory policy settings, then inflation could run too hot. Mr Arndt said the days of easy returns could be over because the trillions of dollars of stimulus from governments was coming to an end. Certainly, financial markets are thinking more about inflation. Long-term bond yields are rising and there have been hints from central banks around the world that they might stop supporting shorter-term rates. Market experts such as AMP Capital Chief Economist Shane Oliver believe the multi-decade downward trend in inflation is coming to an end. The low inflation years have been good for equity markets. The S&P ASX 200 has been trending upwards for more than a decade. So too the S&P 500 on Wall Street and European markets. Mr. Art and Dr. Oliver are both talking about the same thing, a pivot point for financial markets. Even with the pandemic, long-term investors have benefited from rising markets, particularly equity markets, thanks to low interest rates. The experts are saying that might be coming to an end. In overseas news, shareholders in ExxonMobil voted to change the oil giant's board overnight in a red-letter day for the industry. Shareholders voted in directors nominated by a hedge fund, which has been waging a proxy campaign all of this year, arguing the oil and gas group's focus on fossil fuels put it at existential risk. It came as the court in the Netherlands told Royal Dutch Shell to cut emissions, and shareholders in Chevron, the second biggest oil company in the US behind ExxonMobil, won a resolution calling for the company to cut pollution. For big oil, the times they are a-changing. Japan is the third biggest economy in the world behind the US and China and is particularly important to Australia because of our coal and other exports. The country's government yesterday cut its assessment of economic growth after it extended its third state of emergency as a result of rising COVID cases. And Bali was set to reopen to international tourists in July, but a surge in COVID cases in Indonesia threatens those plans. Arrivals have been banned from Bali for more than 12 months, and Jakarta is doing its best to wrap Bali in a bubble to prevent the spread of COVID from other Indonesian islands. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your Mentored Briefing. Let's go to local stories now. There were six new community cases of COVID-19 in Victoria yesterday, taking the total number in recent days to 15, triggering fears of a fourth lockdown for the state. Queensland, New South Wales and South Australia have all warned residents to rethink any travel to Victoria, especially Melbourne. South Australia has banned anyone from Greater Melbourne entering the state. All the cases have been linked, which is good news. The Victorian government said it wouldn't prevent people going to the football this weekend or attending cultural events. Ramsey Healthcare will buy British company Spire Healthcare Group in a $3.7 billion deal, which includes a chunk of debt. 
Australia's largest private hospital operator, will become Britain's leading private healthcare provider. Spire operates 39 hospitals and 8 clinics across England, Wales and Scotland, and its board has backed the offer. A Senate report into the Australia Post-Cartier watch scandal said the Morrison government should apologise to former Chief Executive Christine Holgate and the board chair, Lucio Di Bartolomeo, should resign. The Senate inquiry occurred after Ms Holgate was sharply rebuked by the PM for giving four Cartier watches to senior Aussie Post managers as bonuses. Ms Holgate is seeking a $700,000 payout for her time at the company and wants the government to also pay her legal costs. Coalition senators who are in the minority on the inquiry issued a dissenting report blaming Labor for the saga. The Financial Review is reporting this morning that homegrown electric vehicle fast charger Tritium will list on the NASDAQ after signing a deal with a special purpose acquisition vehicle, better known as SPACs, on Wall Street. Tritium will list with a market cap of around $2.2 billion and $390 million on its balance sheet. The high-tech startup, which is just six years old, wants to tap into accelerating electric car growth across Europe and North America. Shopping centre giant Mervac has launched a strategy to embrace what it calls new retail, offering flexible rents and short-term leases to lure online retailers into its shopping centres. The idea is that omni-channel retailers can set up in shopping centres on a short-term basis and get the exposure that comes with that. The group has also taken a stake in a digital startup. For Mervac, it's about being part of all forms of retail, bricks and mortar, pure digital plays and anything in between. It demonstrates how COVID-19 has forced the big property companies, including the mall owners, to rethink their business models. That's your Mentored Briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.